In today's show, I'll be breaking down the latest technical analysis as Bitcoin and the alts recover after the crypto wreckage of Saturday and breaking news from Russia, Russia's largest bank, Spurbank, to enable Bitcoin and crypto trading for customers starting this month. Let's go. And quoting Max Kaiser, Volcano Energy's mission is to make El Salvador the richest nation on earth. Bitcoin is the new oil and El Salvador will be the Saudi Arabia of Bitcoin. Also in today's show, we'll be discussing real altcoin reckoning hasn't even happened yet, says top crypto analyst Benjamin Cohen. We'll also be discussing ARK, an alternative Bitcoin scaling solution focused on preserving privacy. This new scaling solution is designed to enable cheap, anonymous, off-chain Bitcoin transactions, protect privacy, and remain user-friendly. Also in today's show, the U.S. will find the right outcome for crypto eventually, says the Coinbase CEO who was recently interviewed, and Max responded, fact, we advised Bukele of this uh, before this reported chat Brian Armstrong had with the SEC, so he passed new security laws that state that Bitcoin is money and everything else is unregistered security, and we avoided all the scandals in crypto, and now we are growing and building spectacularly on top of perfect money. Bitcoin. Also in today's show, China declares support for massive BRICS expansion as countries push to challenge the U.S. dollar as de-dollarization continues around the world. We'll also be discussing people underestimating the magnitude wave that's about to hit Bitcoin and crypto, according to the Binance CEO, CZ. In fact, this is actually a throwback prediction of him predicting Bitcoin can 1,000x. Quoting him here, with price predictions, it is really, really difficult. I think it can go to, I don't know, $1 million, $10 million? It's very hard to tell. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market, all this, plus so much more in today's show. Hey, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost, a video show. So if you want the full premium experience, visit our YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome everyone just tuning in. This is pod episode number 1309. I'm your host, JV. How's your weekend going? Let me know in the comments below. Today is June 11th, 2023. And naturally, we got lots to cover. So let's dive right in. You can see the Bitcoin and crypto market market has recovered some from yesterday's bloodbath with Bitcoin now up 1% for the day, trading just under 26,000 at the time of this recording. XRP up 5%, trading at 51.5 cents. We have Ethereum up 1%, trading at $1,756. And even Matic recovered roughly 13%, now trading above 63 cents after a roughly 25% crash just yesterday. And checking out coin market cap, we can see the crypto market cap still sitting above that trillion dollar milestone with about 28 and a half billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance has been soaring now at 47.7% with the Ether dominance at 20% even. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers in the past 24 hours, we got Matic leading the pack up 13% trading at 63 cents, followed by Clay up 6.5% trading above 15 cents, followed by Flare up 6% trading at 1.6 cents. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers for the past week. We also have Matic leading up about 11% alongside Hex up 11%, Clay up about 6%, CRO up 5.5%, and PLS up 6.7% with the biggest loser, Satoshi Vision, down 8 
0.7%. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index, we're still stuck in neutral with a 47. Yesterday was a 49, last week a 52, and last month a 49 in neutral. So there you have it. How many of you are bullish on the King Crypto and market right now? And how many of you seized the opportunity and took advantage of the recent dip to 25,000? Let me know in the comments right down below. And now let's break down the latest technical analysis and discuss what's happening more in the market and also some more uh, insights I want to share with you. And let's actually start with some of these insights. Uh, breaking news coming out of Russia, Russia's largest bank, Spurbank, to enable Bitcoin and crypto trading for customers starting this month. So there you have it, adoption coming from Russia. And also, as I mentioned, also bullishness coming out of China. And quoting Max here, Bitcoin is perfect money. And when you combine it with President Bukele's miraculous Bitcoin country, it emerges in a 100 to two. $200 billion brand equivalent to a 21C sovereign masterpiece that is growing while maintaining integrity. El Salvador is the only country in the world right now with integrity. This is one of the gifts from Bitcoin. Everything else, an example, crypto is either an unregistered security and or not perfect money. This approach frees us up to continue building this remarkable Renaissance 2.0 in the most efficient, speediest way. Bitcoin on Bitcoin and nothing else. We are very happy with our position and success and feel that any and all quibbling on the subject is a waste of time offering nothing. You can't improve perfection. Disagree? Don't respect the president? Don't respect the laws? Don't move here. I hear Dubai is nice. So there you have it coming directly from the high priest of Bitcoin. And as uh, Bitcoin soars recovering after the bloodbath from yesterday, I mean, you can see in these charts that massive red candle not looking so great, but it was the alt coins that suffered the most, but we've had a nice little bounce here uh, this morning, a little bit of a recovery. The main reason behind the plummet seems to be the fact that the SEC listed a lot of them as securities and which took the biggest hits in their recent lawsuit against Coinbase and another major trading platform, Robinhood, also recently announced to start delisting some of the alts in consideration of the above. So there you have it. I mean, the recent cryptos deemed as securities by the SEC. It's what they're alleging are the ones that took uh, the biggest hits. And we shall see how things are likely to play out here in the crypto sphere. And with that being shared, now let's discuss being we're breaking down price action. The real alt reckoning hasn't even began yet, according to crypto analyst Benjamin Cohen. That's right. The widely followed analyst says the real altcoin reckoning is still on the horizon despite the latest crypto correction we just witnessed in a new update. <clears throat> he tells his 800,000 YouTube subs that those who believe alts can't continue to drop further after their deep retracements over the past year should think again. According to Cohen, the real altcoin capitulation is yet to come. Quitting him here, the altcoin reckoning is a serious thing. You should not laugh at it just because you think that all of your altcoins are already down 80% and they can't keep dropping. Facts. The altcoin reckoning can go on and on and on and on, and it is only until after the Bitcoin dominance range high is broken that the alts even get the uh, penultimate stage of the altcoin reckoning, which hasn't even happened yet. Earlier in the month, Cohen said that he is keeping a close watch on the Bitcoin dominance chart. And according to Cohen, the King Crypto's dominance level breaking above 49% would be a risk-off signal. And lo and behold, we're not too far away. We're currently 47.7% according to coinmarketcap.com. Now, the Bitcoin dom index uh, tracks how much of the total crypto market cap belongs to Bitcoin. A bullish Bitcoin dominance chart suggests that Bitcoin has taken a larger share of 
the crypto markets at the expense of the alts. Cohen goes on to say that he believes that the altcoin reckoning won't end until the collapse of the Ethereum Bitcoin trading pair. Quitting him here. So where does it end? Well, for some, it never will. For others, it will. And where I think it ends, I've uh, been clear about. I think it ends upon the collapse of the Ethereum Bitcoin valuation. That is what I think. I think that ETH slash Bitcoin valuation is going to collapse and probably come back down, maybe bounce back up and then plunge. When is it going to happen? I don't know. I would have told you five months ago, but there has been a lot more resilience in Ethereum than I thought there was going to be. But that doesn't mean that it won't eventually break back down. Let me know if you agree or disagree with the analysts. And to watch this video he did entitled The Altcoin Reckoning, check the show notes below the video in the description. And now I want to share with you some breaking news on a scaling solution called ARC for the Bitcoin network, which can take things to the next level. And I just discovered this this morning. So this is also new news to me. So let me break this down. Given this growing hostility towards financial privacy for Bitcoin transactions, there is a pressing need for the development of superior tools. At the recently concluded Bitcoin 2023 conference, a potentially game-changing tool called the ARC Protocol was introduced. That's right. Don't get it twisted with ARC Invest CEO Kathy Wood. Announced during one of the keynote sessions on an open-source stage by developer Burrick, ARC is a Layer 2 scaling solution which enables cheap, anonymous, and off-chain Bitcoin transactions. The protocol also has a minimal on-chain footprint, which further protects user privacy while keeping transaction costs low. That's what's up. And what can be described as an accidental invention that occurred when Burak was trying to develop a lightning wallet. ARC is a distinct protocol that could potentially scale non-custodial Bitcoin use. Burak named the protocol ARC in reference to Noah's ARC. That's what's up, which acts as a lifeboat that provides refuge from predatory blockchain surveillance firms and custodians. Let's go. During his presentation, Burak highlighted one of the most concerning trends with the Lightning Network today, which is that there are currently more custodial users of Lightning than there are non-custodial ones. This is is mainly due to liquidity constraints on Lightning that require non-custodial users to first receive liquidity from someone else's node before they can receive the funds. Custodial wallets like the wallet of Satoshi abstract this problem away from the user, but at the expense of the user not being 100% in control of their funds as well as their financial privacy. So that's where this comes in. Now, with the interview with Burak, uh, again, deeper understanding of ARC and the inspiration behind the development. And when he was quizzed on what led him to develop an alternative layer two protocol, here's what he had to share. I have always been a critic of Lightning, mainly because of inbound liquidity issues, a sync receiving as well as its on-chain footprint. Inbound liquidity always felt like a bug to me, which made the user experience anything but pleasant. In addition to that, it would take more than a country or I'm sorry, more than a century to onboard the entire global population in a non-custodial fashion on the Lightning Network, assuming each person has four channels that each consume, a few hundred V-bytes. And he also set out to address the other issues. His Lightning Wallet idea eventually morphed into ARC, quoting him again, ARC can be best defined as a trustless e-cash or liquidity network, similar to the Lightning Network, but with a UTXO set that lives entirely off-chain, and it's neither a state chain nor a roll-up. These UTXOs are called virtual UTXOs or VTXOs, which have a lifespan of four weeks. The core of ARC's anonymous off-chain payments is driven by the VTXOs. So there you have it. What are your thoughts surrounding this ARC protocol, and how many of you would dare to venture into it in, uh, as an alternative 
alternative solution to the Lightning Network? Let me know in the comments below. I think privacy is a step in the right direction. I'm all for you know scalability. So it seems very interesting, and I'll be keeping you up to date with the latest uh, announcements and developments as they are released. And with that being shared, how many of you watched the recent Coinbase CEO, uh, Brian Armstrong, being interviewed by the Wall Street Journal? Let me know in the comments. I watched it yesterday, so here are some of the highlights from this uh, recent interview. Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, emphasized that regulating crypto isn't rocket science and is confident the U.S. will achieve regulatory clarity, even if it takes a while. Armstrong sat down with the Wall Street Journal on June 11th, just days after the SEC filed a lawsuit against Coinbase on June 6th. The SEC alleges that Coinbase has been operating a securities exchange, broker dealership, and a clearinghouse without registering with the commission. Armstrong addressed the lawsuit in the interview, explaining that he believes that those registrations weren't required for Coinbase to operate. Quitting him here, the assets that we do trade, those are commodities, so they don't require those registrations. We are trading on our exchange, crypto commodities. And despite not claiming that Coinbase is a broker dealer, Armstrong mentioned the exchange had faced difficulties activating a license, quitting him again. We don't claim to be a broker dealer. We have acquired a broker dealer's license that is still dormant because they won't allow us to activate it on regulation. Armstrong explained that it isn't rocket science and the U.S. will achieve the right outcome even if it takes a while. He highlighted that the SEC versus Coinbase lawsuit is important for the U.S. crypto industry as a whole and he hopes it will lead to more clarity and prevent a country from falling behind the rest of the world. Armstrong thinks that once there is a clear and stable regulations regarding crypto in the U.S., it will encourage the return of crypto businesses to the country. Quitting him again, we will see entrepreneurs who left the U.S. come back. They'll say we won't be attacked randomly or have incredibly high legal bills at any given moment. Now, Armstrong highlighted key regulation points that he believes need to be clarified, including clear boundaries between the two major U.S. financial regulators, that being the SEC and CFTC. He pointed out that while other countries, such as the United Kingdom, have one financial regulator, the U.S. is currently seeing a turf war between the two regulatory bodies. He believes that several fundamental regulations can simply be transferred from traditional finance, such as basic consumer protection, financial statement audit requirements, and procedures for both anti-money laundering and know-your-customer. Armstrong reiterated that there is currently no clear rulebook for crypto regulations in the U.S., and despite continuously asking Asking the SEC for more clarity, Coinbase couldn't get any feedback. This comes after Armstrong responded to the SEC lawsuit against Coinbase on Twitter on June 7th, saying he is proud to represent the industry in court and get some clarity around the crypto rules. And this was Max's response. We advised Bukele of this before this reported chat Brian Armstrong had with the SEC. So we passed the new security laws that state Bitcoin is money and everything else is an unregistered security. And we avoided all the scandals in crypto. And now we are growing and building spectacularly on top of perfect money, Bitcoin. So there you have it. Now for the latest of what's happening over in China regarding them supporting the BRICS and de-dollarization of the world. Uh, here you go. China says it's fully back in major expansion of the global economic alliance known as BRICS. The country is ready to bring more like-minded partners into BRICS, which currently consists of Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, says the Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson Mao Ning. The state-backed outlet China Daily said Ning made the statement while commenting on reports of Venezuelan president Nicolas Maduro is pushing to 
add Venezuela to the group, quoting him here, as an important platform for cooperation amongst emerging markets and developing countries, BRICS is committed to upholding uh, multilateralism, vigorously advancing the reform of the global governance system and increasing the representation and say of emerging markets and developing countries. BRICS has made waves this year amid reports that the bloc is considering whether to launch its own gold-backed currency in an attempt to challenge the U.S. dollar status as a world reserve currency. Not a good look for the dollar, right? The next BRICS summit is set for August in South Africa. The members say they will discuss an expansion, although it's not clear whether talks on a common currency are on the agenda. And according to the BRICS African ambassador, Anil, a total of 13 countries have now formally requested to join the group. And as I covered recently, there's roughly 26 countries, maybe uninformally, who have requested to join the group and step away from the de-dollarization uh, you know, which we're witnessing right now in uh, real time. And with that being shared, fam, now for the $10 million Bitcoin price prediction coming from the Binance CEO, CZ. Now, I remember this. A Bitcoin price was over $50,000. This is back in 2021. I know we hit a high in November of that year of 69000 But I remember when I covered this story initially, uh, Bitcoin was uh, trading at roughly 55000 And uh, CZ said Bitcoin can go up another 1,000x from here. Like, no joke. And he said it's hard to make predictions, but he was saying that Bitcoin would likely go to a million to $10 million. So I want to cover this, and then we'll dive into our live uh, Q&A. And shout out to everyone just joining us in the live show. I appreciate all the support uh, tremendously. So thank you. Much love, much respect. So yeah, uh, CZ spoke with Bloomberg Radio, and here's what he had to say. This is, again, back in 2021, uh, Bitcoin was trading above 50000 Right now, I think only 11 companies announced they're allocating some, like usually less than 1% of their corporate treasury to Bitcoin, and we think that it is most likely what caused the initial price rise. I think MicroStrategy's Michael Saylor started it first. That's right. They were the first publicly traded company to put Bitcoin on the balance sheet, and he continues. But there are 650,000 companies in the world, like relatively established companies in the world and their treasury is huge. If all of them only allocated 1% of Bitcoin, we are going to see, I don't know, a thousand X more growth in the Bitcoin price. Now, could you imagine a thousand X growth from the time you made that prediction when Bitcoin was already trading at $50,000? What's a thousand X times 50? Let me know in the comments below. He continues. And if they allocate more than 1%, that's going to be even bigger. So I think people don't quite get the magnitude of the wave that is about to hit us. The Binance CEO estimates that Bitcoin can go up from anywhere between 1900 and 1900-900% from those price levels back in 2021. Quitting him here, with price predictions, it is really, really difficult. I think it can go to, I don't know, $1 million, $10 million. It is very hard to tell. And then Zhao also reveals that the exchange is onboarding new users at unprecedented levels during the bull run, outpacing the growth during the 2017 bull run, as he shows here. Just to give people an idea, in 2017, when Bitcoin hit the peak of about $20,000, that was what, in December of 2017, right? We're seeing 300,000 new registered users per day. Good Lord. Could you imagine that? 300,000 people per day looking to buy some crypto on the exchange? Holy moly. Hence why the exchange is so big, right? And that only happened for a couple of days and then it kind of trailed off and became slower. Now we're seeing sustained new user registrations above that peak and sustained over like the last two to three months. So it's ultimately saying that 
2021, with the bull market, when we surged to around those all-time highs, they were seeing for two to three months over 300,000 new registered crypto users per day. Talk about mass adoption as Bitcoin game theory continues in full effect. So what are your thoughts surrounding realistically Bitcoin hitting $10 million? As I shared in the previous episode, we talked about Robert Breedlove's prediction of uh, $12.5 million Bitcoin price by the year 2031. We also covered ARK Invest CEO Kathy Wood with her most recent update, still sticking to her million dollar plus Bitcoin price prediction uh, by 2030. In fact, she says the base case is a minimal of $600,000 per coin. But let me know if you agree or disagree. And when do you feel the Bitcoin price is likely to break out and surpass the current 69,000 all-time high? Let me know in the comments right down below. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in the live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode.